0: Today's gospel passage picks up right where we left off last week. In fact, it repeats the last line from last week's reading. Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Things were going well in the synagogue at Nazareth last week, but then the people, they kind of blow it. Is not this Joseph's son, they ask, amazed at his knowledge? but incredulous at the possibility that one of their own could actually have such wisdom. Their skepticism is more obvious in Matthew's version of this story than it is in today's passage from Luke. In chapter 13 of Matthew, it says, Coming to his hometown, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished and said, Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brothers James and Joseph and Simon and Judas? And are not all his sisters with us? Where then did this man get all these things? And they took offense at him. And you know, God bless small towns, but some things never change. I imagine those Nazarenes so narrow in their vision that they just can't picture anything profound rising from their backwater village. So at the same time that they want to hold on to Jesus because he's a prophet and a miracle worker, I mean, who wouldn't want someone like that handy in an emergency? He's really only welcome on their terms. Stay here and do all these amazing things among us, they cry, but stay small. When Jesus suggests that no prophet is accepted in their hometown and gives examples of Elijah helping a widow in far-off Zarephath and Elisha healing Naaman the Syrian of his leprosy rather than helping any lepers in his own country, they become enraged. He has called them out on their small-mindedness, challenged their narrow vision of the world, so they rush at him to throw him off a cliff, as one does. Jesus had to leave Nazareth to fulfill what God called him to be, to grow into his full stature, to bring that salvific light to the world. Keeping it local would not have served God's purpose. How many of you left your hometowns to live somewhere else, like here in the Bay Area or Silicon Valley? (laughs) Right, (laughs) so some of you may know something of what I mean. Those places might have kept you small if you had stayed. I hope you've been able to blossom in your new life. I had to leave Milwaukee and my family for a number of reasons. One of the main ones was that I realized as a 15 year old boy in a working class, immigrant, Roman Catholic family that I was gay. It was not a happy revelation. For six years, as I watched all my friends go through the rites of adolescence, dating, prom, romantic intrigues, and that easy camaraderie that comes from knowing you belong, I was pretty sure I was going to hell. But even in the midst of my little furnace of self-loathing, I knew one thing. I had to get away from my family. They could not know this thing about me, and I had to figure it out somewhere safe. So I went to the University of Wisconsin in Madison, far enough that I could ever so slowly become myself, but close enough that my parents could still visit once a month and buy me groceries. (laughs) My mother was a classic guilt tripper, a real pro, actually. Uh, for my first two years at college, she would call me weekly and beg me to come back home. I would be on the phone in my dorm room imploring her, Mamá, solamente le estoy pidiendo que tenga fe en mi Mom, Mamá, I'm just asking you to have a little faith in me. These conversations happened so often that my dorm mates would mimic me. <laughs> and they didn't even speak Spanish. Solamente pidiendo para fe. Solamente pidiendo para fe, they would say. When I moved to San Francisco at age 27, my mother would barely speak to me. She cried when I left. And she cried pretty much every time I went back to Milwaukee to visit uh, when that moment came that I had to head to the airport and return to California. I remember listening to the album Jazz by Queen a lot in my late teens. One song that I played over and over again was called... (laughs) Leaving home ain't easy. Part of the lyrics go like this. I take a step outside and I breathe the air and I slam the door and I'm on my way. I won't lay no blame. I won't call you names because I've made my break and I won't look back. I've turned my back on those endless games. I'm all through with ties. I'm all tired of tears. Shaking dust from my shoes as a road ahead and there's no way back home. Oh, but I have to say leaving home ain't easy. I'm not sure what would have happened to Jesus had he stayed in Nazareth, but I imagine we wouldn't be sitting here today talking about him. I know I would not have become a priest had I stayed in the Midwest. I really don't think so. Too many things had to happen here for me to grow into that call. For one thing, I had to learn to love myself and let myself be loved. As I said to you last week, you too have been called by God for something. And I don't mean a call to be a doctor or an engineer or a captain of industry or whatever career or job you have had. I mean called to be a channel of God's kindness and love in this world. It is to that you are called in your own unique way. With tasks set before you that you won't always know ahead of time. And maybe like Jeremiah in today's first reading, you will need to step up before you're ready. Like him, you might find yourself arguing with God. Ah, Lord God, truly I do not know how to speak, for I am only a boy. I know I've been there myself. But as I told myself over and over again in seminary, and as I tell you today, God does not call the equipped. God equips the called. And hard as it will be sometimes, you must find your own path. You must heed the call of your maker and your savior. Put away your pettiness. Put away your fear, your smallness. All the obstructions you place between yourself, And the vulnerable hearts of others. Enough of that. Love. That is what it's about. As it says in the first reading. And as it said in the psalm today. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I appointed you. Not all of us are going to be prophets like Jeremiah. None of us is going to be Jesus, presumably. Um, But we all have our small thing to do. And if you have been in a place of smallness that had to break away so that you could be your larger self, or if you're in that place right now, you know that there is more to the path God has called you to journey upon. (laughs) So here we go. (laughs) Last week's reading from Corinthians was just before this one he was talking if you remember about the body of Christ and how we all have a part to play and some of us will be the ears or the eyes and some of us will be prophets or teachers or speak in tongues all these things but then he says at the very end of that chapter 12 we don't hear it last week we don't hear it this week he says but I will show you a more excellent way more excellent way even than being those separate things. And that excellent way is in today's second reading and that excellent way is love. And what he says is, he says these things that you think would be enough, would be amazing. If I speak in the tongues of angels, if I have enough faith as to remove mountains, if I give away everything I have to the poor, that actually doesn't matter, none of it if I don't have love. And it's love for other people, and it's love for yourself. It's the kind of love he speaks about that's not about, it's not about achievement, and it's not about um, who you are in a powerful way in the world. It's about love being patient, kind, not envious or boastful or arrogant, or rude not insisting on its own way not being irritable or resentful rejoicing in the truth and bearing all things and enduring all things and that's the kind of slow quiet deep love to which we are called and that love is only any good if we feel it in our hearts and if we manifest it to others and you know many of you know my mother died last year and um I hesitate to tell this story because it's kind of intense. But um, the last time I saw her, I, I, I knew, we knew she was dying. But for some reason, I didn't know that that was the last time I would see her. So I did my usual goodbyes and my going to the airport. And she couldn't talk. And there was even a question of whether she knew it was me standing there in front of her. But then I saw tears forming in her eyes. And she began to cry. And that's when I knew that she knew it was me. Because here I was doing my thing of leaving. And that's the last I saw her. And you know, I couldn't have stayed there. And maybe you have stories similar and you couldn't have stayed there. Um, I had to break a heart to make mine whole. I could never have been my full self there as a gay man. Or as a man with gifts to share that... Wouldn't have been tied down by the guilt or the sense of obligation I probably would have felt had I stayed there. And so, you know, the things God calls us to do manifest as love, but it's not an easy thing. You have to give up and you have to suffer maybe a little. But you are called and Don't worry about being unequipped. You will be equipped, but you have to trust. And I want to close with a poem that you've probably heard from pulpits before, but it just spoke to me, so it's, I think, my first time reading it. Um, I hope it speaks to you. It's called Our Deepest Fear, and it's by Marianne Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightening about shrinking so that other people won't feel unsure around you. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us, it is in everyone. As we let our own light shine, we consciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Be the light that shines in this world. Amen.